In college, I didn't really drink beer much unless, except for like, because beer pong existed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, and welcome to a special episode of The Shifty. In the last episode, we spoke to Lucia Baker about her work in B1, and we thought we would follow that up with a little extra content for you. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and catch up. I'm Nick. And I'm Maddie. And for this episode, we're showing you a deeper look at B1 itself through a conversation with some of the people who brew there. So, um, I guess a pretty simple question. Uh, why did you guys come into work today? Um, I, I mean, I came into work today first and foremost because I, I love beer. And um, I, I was a fan of Bell's Beer long before I worked here. That's sour beer specialist Pat Takaz. And, um, you know, getting to be the guy, or one of the guys, getting to be one of the guys that makes the beer um, that I used to drink as a fan really gives me a reason to wake up in the morning. I mean, I'm excited every morning when I get here at six. I know most people aren't excited to get up that early, but uh, I'm really ready and raring to go, looking at my task board, figuring out what needs to be done for the day. And uh, I mean, that's what keeps me keeps me coming back, knowing that the, the beer needs love and that the people need beer. I got into brewing because my girlfriend at the time, now my fiance, wanted a coach purse for Christmas. And uh, I um, discovered how much coach purses cost. <laughs> and uh, it was about the same amount as a homebrew kit, which I had been eyeing up until that point. <laughs> so a uh, little negotiation tactics on my hand. I said, uh, you know, I'll get you the coach purse if you'll get me the homebrewing equipment. <laughs> and uh, really, the rest is history. The first <laughs> beer that I brewed was a, a clone of Two-Hearted Ale, uh, a beer that I still hold near and dear to my heart. And uh, I've never looked back. I've probably brewed 75 batches at home and, I mean, a couple thousand batches here at work. This is brewer Chris Walsh. So the reason why I'd be here is um, I got started. In college, I didn't really drink beer much unless, except for, like, because beer pong existed. <laughs> and uh, something competitive to do. But I always really hated, like, every macro lager and all my friends' natural lights and all the beer we drank back then. But then I had um, one of my uncle's home brews right before I went to uh, a trip to Czech Republic. And I was always under the assumption that like from the, I think it was Keystone Light commercials that had the bitter beer face, that anything bitter is just a no-no in beer. And uh, went to Czech Republic and just drank like their Pilsners and like discovered what like the original Pilsner is supposed to take, taste like. and a 30 IBU, 40 IBU beer and how it like balanced everything. It was just magical to me. And then it's the week I came back from that trip with my uncle. Uh, we got right on him, him teaching me how to homebrew. I've been a fan of Bell's since like the week I got into craft beer. I woke up uh, one morning at the house I had soon after or when I was in college and from a party the night before, there was a Oberon bottle sitting next to me. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> so I uh, cracked into that, and that would have been my first exposure into American craft beer. Been working here for about four years, and it's exciting every day to come in and try to troubleshoot and figure out what we need to do to put out quality beer. Sounds like a real magical experience. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's pretty awesome. What do you, what does uh, like the average day look like for you guys? Um, it varies quite a bit. Uh, being down here, we do a few more things than you'd expect in uh, the production facility. Uh, we keg our own beer. We do our own inventory. We follow like all of our paperwork. Um, Both hot. We do all hot and cold side work to beer. So we are the brewers, the cellarmen, the packagers. We're the inventory people, like you said. Yep. Uh, occasionally, we are housekeepers. <laughs> um, yeah. It, well, it sounds like from what we've talked to with like Andy and and Carly and then uh, Lucia about like what goes on at Comstock. It sounds like what you guys are doing is a lot more hands-on. Like, you basically see the, see through everything. Like, you know, hand putting in everything, and then like just the whole process is. It's not automated. No, there's nothing automated about what we do. The only computer program we use is called Excel. Maybe <laughs> heard that, of that's it. That's that new thing from Microsoft, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's new from Microsoft to spreadsheet uh, management software. It's like a calculator you can type into. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Correct. Um, I like to uh, I like to use the analog digital um, comparison. I I tell people downtown is analog. Comstock is digital, and neither one is better than the other. We just um, they function differently. Yeah, they function different. Yep, exactly. Huh? I like that. That's a good way to put it. And I, I actually mean analog literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have analog, analog flow, flow meters. meters. We have analog instruments out there. We have some digital. So I guess I'm cheating a little. You've even got like the vintage gear for the analog. <laughs> it's like yeah. Yep. <laughs> we really do. So you're working on a different system than there is at Comstock. So I guess in that nature, how often are there problems that come up that you need to solve that you weren't expecting? Um, I will not, I'm not going to call them problems. I will call them learning experience, learning experience. <laughs> idiosyncrasies. I would say that um, a day without an idiosyncrasy at B1 is odd. Yeah, I'm not sure if Chris would agree. It sounds like it, for though. sure. Yeah. Little little problems sneaking up from time to time, and uh, as time goes on, you figure out how to manage dealing with those. But yeah, with everything being analog, I mean, you're going to knock out or going to use hot water through a flow meter where the dials just jiggling back and forth. You might need to smack it with your finger a little bit, <laughs> get thing put it in its place, and figure out how to get everything solved. On the day to day, right? It's so a lot looser. We're we're cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's tame in the wild west of uh, brewing downtown. Definitely. Uh, so, what's the most challenging part of uh, of what you have to do downtown? Unless you already answered that. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's it's not brewing related. Um, honestly, driving a forklift in the cellar in B1 is one of the scariest and hardest things I've ever had to do in any job ever. And I think Chris would corroborate that. Yeah, it's it could be pretty scary. I mean, the ceilings aren't super high. Trying to move multiple stacks of loaded couple barrels. thousand pounds of beer that if you successfully rack out of it, you're going to get a couple thousand dollars worth of profit. And the, the fear of dropping those and the safety hazard. and Right. How often do you have to do that? About a couple times a month, a maybe. Times a month, yeah. We move barrels around. More lately because of construction, so we do. A, we're doing a lot of moving uh, while the three barrel is being built. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, a couple times a month on average, hmm. as little, little as few times as possible, really. 
Yeah. Interesting. So on the other side of that, as um, most challenging, what is the most rewarding thing about what you do? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Watching people enjoy the beer that you made. Honestly, that's the best feeling in the world for me is watching somebody sit and enjoy a beer. Like, that's the ultimate payoff for yeah. me. I, definitely the same answer for me. If you are down at the pub and you see, like, overhear somebody saying they're enjoying, like, a lapel de vide or a downtowner or something that we made, or anybody, any of Bell's beers especially, but, like, if it came from our hands, it's like, you turn around and do a Tiger Woods fist pump real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a conversation similar to this with Lucia about how um, it's always neat to see that the work that you've put in actually has actual, like, mm-hmm. um, worth. Th- worth, yeah. You can actually see what you've yeah. done and how cool it is. Right, and of course, I mentioned Roundhouse, which is my favorite beer that we make. But, uh, like, B1 Roundhouse, it's like, you can't, you can't top it. Yeah. Or like you mentioned, like Downtowner, I love that beer too. It's like I don't know, because it's like we have we have a lot of beers that you can get everywhere. Mostly, like in Michigan, you can get like most of our portfolio. But like I feel like some of the magic is coming downtown and seeing that huge draft board and being like, I didn't even know that they made that or like that that variety of beer. And then you look at the little uh, eccentric man, and then it's like, okay, well it was brewed downtown. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh- one of my favorite things that I've heard customers say when they get here in the vein of what you're talking about, and uh, perhaps I pay more attention to this because I'm the sour beer guy, but I hear, <laughs> I hear people say, oh, Bells makes sour beers. I didn't know that. And, you know, they don't get to try them till they come down here at the pub. And that, to me, of course, being sour beer guy again, is just great. Great to hear. So your sour beer guy, is sour beer your favorite beer? Uh, definitely my favorite beer to brew. And my favorite beer to drink, by mm-hmm. far. Hmm. Chris, what's your favorite beer? Oh, that rotates. I would say that ever since I came down here, this guy got me a lot more into the sours. And, uh, I mean, favorite to drink and favorite to produce is definitely like a fruity sour or a heavily dry hopped hoppy beer, hoppy IPA. IPAs, or, I mean, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. I think that's that's really all we had for you today. Um uh, thanks for coming on and talking to us about what you guys do down at B1. It's our pleasure. It's really important, I think. So uh, I'm glad you guys could make it out. Thank thanks you. for thinking we are interesting enough to interview. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this bonus conversation with Pat and Chris and have a better understanding of what goes down on the day-to-day to at B1. I'm Nick. And I'm Maddie. Thank you for listening to The Shifty. Cheers. Thank you.